boop bop beep. I, oh, for fuck's sake, I. <laughs> no second takes. I know. You've told Trust us me. before, David. Trust We're not me. allowed second takes. <laughs> Trust me, I know. Okay. Beep boop bop beep. Hello. I am David Bot here to bring you another episode of Four Seasons and a Funeral, the show where we go back and watch shows that had four good seasons and a placeholder fifth season. My name is David Bot, and joining me today are Nick Bot and Charlie Bot. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm not actually a robot. <laughs> Why was there such a long pause? <laughs> Apologies. Booting up. This is Charlie Bot. Hey, Charlie's playing along. That's because he has to, because he's on outro duty. <laughs> God yeah, damn it. I, I, I could just be here. <laughs> he's got a match energy. Uh, trust, it's... trust me, this isn't a second take. All of that will be in it. <laughs> I hope the awkwardly long pause of just me going, no. <laughs> this entirely was going through my head. <laughs> no, his, uh, his Charlie pause filter will. Ah, yes. <laughs> Yes, the silences will be shortened, but there will still be silences. Perfect. That's, that's what I like to hear. Listen, I've got the podcast editing down to about nine different filters now. Damn. <laughs> Where I have Look to do very little manual editing. It's great. Look at David, hardly doing anything. I don't, right, know, do if that's I don't nope. know if that's impressive or just reflects poorly on us. What do you mean? That we could... That we that we essentially narrow down to like nine filters. No, yeah. it means we're such good podcasters that we need such little manual editing. Uh, okay, I'll take that. I, I appreciate. Uh, that. <laughs> Nick, don't ruin this for me. I need the ego right. boost. Like a bad podcaster would require a lot of manual editing to remove, <laughs> like I guess, racial slurs. Yes. Oh man. Hey, it, it, hey it we sure could start up with those. Let's not pull a Papa John, please. <laughs> Uh, David, what have you been up to? Um, work, work, work. I am a orc from Warcraft 2, I guess. Um, yeah, just been working. Uh, yeah, that's that's really it. I can't think of anything that I've done that's interesting or unique since the last time we recorded. What about you, Charlie? What have you been up to? Uh... Being depressed by the housing market. Fun. That's my normal. <laughs> uh, we bid. We bid in on a house, and we went above and went. Ah, oh, hey, we went a fair amount above the ask. We should probably be at the top end. It's what all the estimates say in the neighborhood. Nope. Someone went in close to two hundred thousand dollars over. What the absolute fuck? So, 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 Charlie. The, Actually, the no. Sorry, potential... they went. They went two hundred and fifty thousand dollars over. <laughs> so, Charlie, the potential good news for you uh, is that there is going to be a series of uh, raises in the, in the interest rates that's going to be coming to Canada over the next little while. Um, that is definitely going to like cause at least some amount of a, like housing down. Yeah, uh, Nick, I get hit with that because I'm trying to get a mortgage. Uh, just just have a larger down payment. It'll be great. Just have but... more available cash. Easy, right? <laughs> hey, Nick, can I borrow an obscene <laughs> amount of money that I have no intention to pay back in the next 
like 20 years <laughs> just no. hey hey just have more money then i guess have you tried that <laughs> what a piece of shit thing to say <laughs> Yes. You know what? I was going to segue into your accomplishment, but no, David, go straight into the TV guide. Fuck you, Nick. <laughs> Nick's oh, the only one with to... something interesting to say, <laughs> but he doesn't get to say any more anymore because he's a dick. Uh, I did I did clean my keyboard. It's pretty nice now. Uh... <laughs> it's something we've literally been talking about for over a year on this podcast. Yup. Oh my god. Can you believe how disgusting my keyboard had to be for us to talk about it for an entire year? Nick Nick has left David and I behind. David and I are mere practitioners of science. Nick has elevated. Truly. I, I I have I have done at least what is considered sort of the last major hurdle towards getting a, a second degree. You are uh, now a master of science. Ooh. And once I submit a thesis, I will. Um, so it could still go, go wrong. Oh, David, I I could just start spouting like horrifying racist tirades and like bringing the university into it, and then it could go wrong even after I submitted that. You could uh, start start spilling some shit that we really shouldn't know about, but we do know about. Yeah, there's 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 lots of different ways that this can go wrong. Basically, or, even after I get handed my degree, or uh, is that the easy way to get a doctorate? <laughs> Um, <laughs> I would be so curious to know what portion of the faculty at the university knows about that. Uh, probably like, a fair amount. Gotta oh, be all of them, right? I really, maybe of David, the, like the faculty of that specific institution, maybe. But I can't imagine like everyone knowing about it. Like, why would I you want you, people to know? I think you underestimate how much a gossip profs are. Yeah, David. Fair enough. Gossip. David, can can you imagine how boring sometimes life must be as a prof? And then instead of gossiping about like students, thing, you get to gossip about your like cohorts that you hated. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, also audience. Yeah, I I defended my masters and it it went well. Uh, yay! So, yay! It's been done. Charlie was there. It was really great having Charlie there. I'm shocked that he sat through like the like the, like <laughs> hour and a half of questions that came as well. I was uh, doing work, and it was it was somewhat interesting. The pieces I picked up on. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm did, sure did you, you were working on very hard. That I had there in, in the middle of that question period, Charlie. That my prof had to be like, by the way, Nick, do you want to re-talk about this? Uh. I, I fuzzy on the details, but I do remember a prof being like, yeah, so I think you meant this, right? And you were like, yes, yes, I did. That's exactly. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Yes. Yeah, it was great. It's like, yeah, you know, what, what? why Why do you want like higher frequency ultrasound? And I was like, oh, because it can penetrate deeper. That's the exact opposite of what it can do. Um, it it mean, doesn't penetrate as deep, but it can bounce back and, sh- and bounce off more shit. So it gets more detail. I mean, your advisor also started off their question period with, this is the hardest project I've ever given a master's student, and you did it amazingly without complaint. <laughs> Nick, so, like, <laughs> he's not going to complain. <laughs> Nick just takes it. It was, God, the... <laughs> Basically, yeah, that entire thing was like, yeah, registration sucks. There's a reason there's not a lot of research into that. Also, 3D <laughs> ultrasound really sucks. Uh, Nick did both of those things. I did. I did like the question of, "Hey, would an MRI be better?" And you're like, "Yes, but it may kill the babies." 
Because it might. It literally so, wait, wait, so would it be better then? Well, no, well, you no, would get... If I like, have the images, it doesn't... The, the, the images will be better. The, the stuff will work better. It so, may just kill okay. the babies in the process. If the, if the babies are already dead, then MRI? But then there's no point. I mean, post-mortems uh, exist. But then you just cut I, the baby's head open. What if you don't want to cut did. the baby's head open? Then why are you doing a post-mortem? Because you still need to know. Then cut the baby's head open. All right, listen, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> and neither is Nick, because what he <laughs> tried to fucking lead you into a nice segue to announce to our friends. And I was like, hey, Nick, if I had to address a formal letter to you, how should I say it? And you went, oh, no, I don't have my doctorate yet. Because I'm not planning on getting it, at least right now. <laughs> I know, the point was for you to go, oh, you address it to Nick, MSC. There's there's way more extra letters at the end. You guys all have like like all the fancy some of the extra letters at the end of yours now too. Technically, yeah, I, but I no one that. uses those ones. I'm a dick if I go Charles BSC. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can I can I can be I can be actually B uh M A S C plus A I, and then if I go do like just like some P N stuff, I can also have E I T on there as well. Get oh, a yeah. bunch of shit on there. I could get my PN as well, though. <laughs> I don't know how I would do that at this point. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, Nick, you no, can't no, cl- just, just Nick, just you can't EIT. claim PNG. No, I can claim EIT though. Uh, I, yeah. can, I can get all the stuff for that one for engineering training. That's what you'd have to do too. You can claim EIT pretty easily. I need you guys to get your PNGs, spend the money on the stamp, and then just frivolously file away a bunch of things as official that, engineering documents. That sounds like oh, a lawsuit is... waiting to fucking happen, my dude. <laughs> no, that's so, why so they Charlie, make you buy the stamps my now. my last course, the last course that I did for, like, that was, like, just the general engineering course, the lectures for it were basically, like, yeah, this stamp is your livelihood if you get one of these, um, and you better be damn well sure that you agree with anything that you put the stamp on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, also, just FYI, Nick, we're getting some uh, noise in your background. I don't know if you have a fan or anything on. Uh, that's, that is not a fan. That is, in fact, my roommate back. Oh, oh that All makes right. sense. Well, that'll end soon, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Unless he's been lonely recently. Wait, what? Charlie doesn't actually have sex toys. Uh, it's a dick-sucking he's, he's vacuum. He's afraid of them, despite, okay. despite being, you know, of age to go and buy those. Charlie fears <laughs> sex toys. Uh, have, you, have you seen the Whitest Kids You Know skit where a guy goes into an appliance store? Of course like, I have. That's what I'm <laughs> referencing. <laughs> How this... much? It'll rip your dick off. Wait, what? <laughs> if you put your dick in that vacuum, it'll rip it off. <laughs> This is the vacuum that's really good at sucking dick. This vacuum is $1,500. Oh, wow, that's so much. Watch, this growth motherfucker's still gonna buy it. <laughs> it's a very uh. good sketch. Um, anyways, TV guide? TV guide. Yeah, we, we better prepare ourselves, because this is a very long and in-depth TV guide. A case is familiar to Peter, but brand new to the rest of the team. Whoops, that was a joke setup. Jokes right. don't work well, as great where, where when you does... point them out afterwards, my dude. Yeah, it's part of the where, joke. Where does this, where does this fall in our rate in our uh, rankings of TV guides? Uh, which scale are we using? Like actually helpful TV guides, or I love it because it's bad. I would say 
that this does a very good job of describing the episode. No, if it we, doesn't. Okay, if we were to take all of the TV guides and mix them up, and then just base off the TV guide, you have to guess what episode it is. I could nail this 100% of the time off of this TV guide. No, you couldn't. Yes, I could. Like, if you're saying, like, having just watched Fringe and done all this, then yeah, probably, because it's so bad it sticks out in your mind. But let's revisit this in three years, and I will read that to you, and you'll go, I don't know, season four, maybe? It's this, this episode so far, I guess. But no, that would be actually a pretty fun game. We should do when we're done season four. I should take all of the TV guides from the previous episodes and just mix them up and see if you guys can guess what episode they are. We could do that for one season. They're from because like we do that for one through three. Guess one season four, but I'd be down to do that for seasons one through three. Yeah, I'll plan that for a season four bonus episode. Yeah, fun little Ah. game. Little quiz or we'll show. do it after season five, and we'll mix in some season five bullshit and see how we get on those. <laughs> Which one of these is a season five TV guide? <laughs> um, yeah, so this episode TV guide is very short. Um, I think it accurately describes what happens in this episode. As we start, uh, or the um, last time on Fringe for this episode, is literally just like a recap of Porcupine Man episode. And then guess what? This episode's beginning is just Porcupine Man episode, like literally beat for beat. That beginning is so. So they they just reuse the footage, right? Like I I didn't go back and rewatch the Porcupine Man part like episode just to see, but like they just reuse the footage, right? Like they'd be stupid I, to just reshoot the whole thing. I would imagine they just reuse the footage, but the lighting seems different compared to what I remember because last time it was also like a nighttime flight. This time the flight seems like middle of the day. So the amount of effort it would take to in post change the lighting seems to me like they would just refilm everything and try to get the like lookalikes of the actors back. Cuz they got the main dude back, right? Like that isn't if they've gone through that effort. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely went through that effort. Like I wouldn't be surprised cuz um... you really only need to get the uh like uh, flight attendants back as well for yeah, that. Yeah, and if you've like add in new people. Um, yeah, and if like the rest of the passengers don't look quite the same, that's fine. I'm trying to see if there's uh, a solid no, cut I think, point. David, I'm pretty sure this is straight up the same. Yeah, oh. him talking to the flight attendant is like the same shot that is in the previously on Fringe. And then uh, when when it's I th- daytime as well. It is, it is yeah. both. It is daytime as well. Oh, is it? For some reason I imagine it. I'm thinking I'm mixing it up with a different um, plain nighttime scene then. Well, yeah, you're thinking of the pilot. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That makes sense. Okay, I almost cool. it is, wonder it is literally they... It is the same footage. That makes, that makes a lot more sense. Up until, obviously, when he... Like, so, going through, we already think we know what's going to happen here. This feels like it's going to be the same thing. Um, the guy starts to get a bloody nose. Uh, he goes into the bathroom. Uh, he's freaking out because he knows what's about to happen. Uh, goes and tells the flight attendants not to let him out, uh, especially not if uh, he's he not doesn't him. seem like what he currently is. Um, and he goes into the goes into the washroom, starts freaking out. Um, the air marshal comes to go and open the door, and he bursts out as a porcupine man and kills everyone on the plane, making it crash. Right? Nope. <laughs> Except he doesn't. He kind of just steps out and awkwardly goes, 
Uh, hey, everything's fine, I guess. Uh, panic attack. Apologies. Let's cut to yep, when this yep, plane yep. landed. Plane landed, probably not at the, not at its actual destination, but early because you know, just massive threat to the to everyone given by this dude. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, this man has broken so many laws. This man has broken enough laws that you ground this plane as fast as you can. <laughs> yep, and you take him to a holding room with two security guards who immediately start to rummage through his stuff. Which, yes. And the dude is even like, hey, whoa, don't you need to ask before you do that? And they're like, not since bush number two. <laughs> Listen, man, we're <laughs> not we're not going to mention we're not going to mention the event that changed all the TS like that brought around the TSA and all the rules. But trust me, it, it happened. <laughs> just so you know that 9-11 did happen in this timeline still. We're just going to be, I guess, tasteful about how we discuss it here. I, not, I, uh, not showing the World Trade Center again? Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. What if, so, what, if this one, what if this one also did some like Red Universe stuff and it was just different buildings that got hit again? No, because like, <laughs> the Red Universe still exists in, like, in this timeline or this world. Well, yeah, and the Red Universe has different ones. Like, the every Chrysler time it's building. different combos. That's just too much. <laughs> There's, there's too much, too much, dude. Yes. Um, but yeah, so um, he starts to have a uh, attack he of some convulsing. kind. Yep. So then he decides to, uh, basically he's like, hey, uh, I guess I need the bathroom. And the guys point to the right and he goes to, I guess, just a connected bathroom, which is awfully nice of this holding room to have. Well, no, I'm assuming that they took him to a, like, a spot for drugs and that, that that, like, toilet does not flush. That's the, like, oh, yeah, he's going to go shit out a bunch of cocaine right oh, now. Oh, um, right. They would and... have those disposal. Dis- uh, disposal um, right, yes. right, 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 right. Because he just showed every sign of, good God, there is a lot of cocaine in my colon right now. Uh... <laughs> but, hey, they don't find cocaine. Instead, they find Kool-Aid and some syringes. Ooh. Spooky other drugs. And then John Noble comes out and starts stabbing himself with the needle. And it's like, they're not real. Well, no, just just before they're like, oh, man, hey, is this all the Kool-Aid flavors? The Kool-Aid man bursts out of the bathroom and goes, oh, yeah, except he's a porcupine man and he kills them. (laughs) Yay. I mean, a porcupine man does burst out of a room and kill them. <laughs> God, can we just can we also just briefly talk about how terrible the porcupine man looks? They... Fuck you, the porcupine man looks amazing. No, it looks like <laughs> hot trash, especially if you go back to the first episode where they have like the actual like um physical prop of it. <laughs> this one looks like garbage. I, I think this uh... is the physical prop of it again. Ugh. The CG of the, like, porcupine quills coming out of him made me want to, like, cry. This, this really, this really was like, oh, man, there are times where I'm really glad that we've moved past, uh, like, 20, like, 2011, 2012 CGI. Uh, like, I think that dude's in a suit. Oh, yeah, probably, actually. I don't know. <laughs> like, I it think just... they just pulled the suit out of the prop department, dusted it, it up. Does it look it good? It just, kinda, yeah, like he like looks like an orc from Lord of the Rings, kind of. <laughs> um, I will also say they're working, like they're doing, they're doing some, they're having to do some hard work here because that thing has to look unbelievably goofy on set 
and they're they're doing it in a well lit sort of thing. So you, you're just you're seeing all of the problems with it with the suit. Yeah, uh, yeah the un the just dead eyes in like the mask. Once again, the same the, the same thing the first time around where it was well lit on a plane. The reason they show monsters in the dark, rubber suits yes. don't look good well lit. Uh, and hey. then, hey, we, we stop looking at a scary monster and instead look at a scary monster who has taken over the body of a top FBI agent and everyone's okay with it. Oh, my God. <laughs> David, did you, still... did you like this arc? Oh, my God. I'm still so angry. <laughs> I are, started... you, are you glad they're doing this? And now that Olivia's just completely transitioned over, I guess, between last episode and this episode? It just, it's, oh, for she's, fuck's sake. She's happy. She's back with her soulmate. She wants to co- go kill David Robert Jones. Yep. No, she's in therapy with the FBI-mandated therapist. It's like, she's being asked all of these questions about, I assume, cases and her mental state. And Olivia's like, no, trust me, this is what I want. I'm happy and I'm competent and I'm still going to be able to do my job. And then the therapist casually asks Olivia about her, like, uh, about her um, sister and her niece, Rachel and Ella. And she's like, hey, how are they doing? Olivia's like, we don't really talk that much. She moved out to be closer to her scumbag of an ex-husband or something. And the therapist is, like, kind of judgmental, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, the FBI should not be letting her do this. And by this, I mean be an FBI agent. I mean, they literally, she, they literally bring up, or Broyles has a line later that I 100% agree with. <laughs> like, um, uh, but. Oh, where uh, he's like, oh, if you were depressed, we could deal with that. But I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you. And I don't know how to deal with it. Well, the, um, you're a different, per- if you're a different person, essentially. You are not. Then well, yeah, no, it's literally, you are, you are not, not the agent yeah. that we vetted. You are not the FBI agent that we hired and that we vetted and that we've authorized. You are a different person. Um, And I think that would have been a much more uh, interesting arc if she is kicked out of the FBI, at least even temporarily. And then Peter becomes the like their entire roles reverse where he's the one with all the inside knowledge. He's the one at the FBI and she's the consultant now and kind of switch it up like that. Listen, that's too interesting of writing to be in season four of Fringe. <laughs> it was season three. Oh, we had a shot. <laughs> this is, uh, I feel like this is the problem with television shows is that they will coast and just attempt to get to the status quo. And this is what this is very much feels like. It's like they tried to do something different with how season four was going and they were like panicked. Some producer up top was like, no, they have to be in love. Get them back in love right now. <laughs> By producer, you mean JJ, right? Of course, yeah. JJ's like, like, oh, this show's coming to an end. Better get my hands back into it so I can ruin it. They couldn't even be like, oh, look, Peter's love for Olivia triggered this Olivia's abilities, and she dragged her alternate timeline self into this timeline, but the stress of it killed her. So now Peter's Olivia... T- is then vetted and takes the place of Olivia in this universe. Couldn't even do that. That would have been too messy. That would have been way too messy. Yeah, you could have pulled it off. Doesn't have to. It would have been more interesting and would have given Olivia at least a little bit more agency. 
<laughs> like, and we could have just removed one of the terrible filler episodes that we've had in, in recent time. Uh, yeah, it's no Sam Weiss. Oh, fuck Sam Weiss. Sam Weiss. What, <laughs> a, what, a, what an amazing man. Piece of garbage NPC coming in <laughs> to fucking do a fucking fetch quest. Uh, it was such a good fetch quest, though, David. Did you not see? Did you not see all of the incredible stuff that they did? It was like National Treasure, but a TV episode. Oh, <laughs> I see you're about to do the main plot. Not if I come and stop you for an hour. Ooh, I'm Sam Weiss. <laughs> Look at my David. glowing question mark above my head. Don't you want to complete my side quest? <laughs> hey, hey, David. I, I have a I have a request for you. Um, in our D and D campaign, whenever we're gonna get really, really close to the end of it, um, can you have some bullshit like this happen, like in the eleventh hour, of like, we're... oh, but we need to go do this thing, and it actually means nothing. But you know, we're all like, <laughs> oh shit, we gotta go do this. Leozin's <laughs> gonna stop you from fighting Tiamat so he can get dating advice from you for the seven people he's dating. <laughs> but we have to go find a key. Uh, I think it, I think it's better, David, if Leazen gets kidnapped by an angry lover, and we're like, "Oh shit, he's being taken to be like sacrificed to Tiamat or something. We gotta go get him." <laughs> and, and the quest is which lover you have to track down like seven different of course. people, and they're all like, "No, I haven't seen him." But we are having trouble recently. Can I talk to you about this? <laughs> the other idea is that Leozin was having sex with them in a weird magical like sex shop and they fell into a pile of magical chastity belts and he needs you to get the magic keys. <laughs> that was the other direction I was thinking about going with it. <laughs> that sounds like that honestly just sounds like a good D&D plot to me. <laughs> I'm going to write this one shot. David, you do realize that that is entirely the plot to Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh, I should watch that movie. <laughs> more, more or less, it's a plot to Robin Hood Men in Tight. You should. It, hey, David. Do, you have, do you not watch Mel Brooks movies? I've seen like one of them. Which one? I don't remember. Okay. We should have Mel Brooks night sometime. We can all watch Blazing Saddles. I'd be down. Nick can get upset at the casual racism. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right, Fringe, Fringe. Where are we fringe. in this episode? So, um, we we get the we get the therapist and Olivia having it revealed to her that uh, she has a lot of facts facts wrong. Um, so, um, there, there's something not right here. At uh, which point, she goes and talks to Broyles, and Broyles gives the talk that David has mentioned of like, "Yeah, you can't work for us. You're not the same person." Which I 100 like... percent agree with. You should at least retest her or do something at bare minimum. Come on. Yeah. Uh, I think you'd have to do some pretty intense, just like, like, it, put her under like sodium just... chloride for truth serum shit. Cause like, cause like you need to do background checks, right? And like her background is literally different. Her background <laughs> and is no non-existent. Way for them to check without talking to her. Yeah, exactly. Like her background is entirely at this point just in her head. There's no physical, um, like the only physical link is Peter, who you shouldn't be trusting anyways, because he's a man who came out of literally nowhere. Because Peter yes. also has no records. <laughs> Not only nowhere, but no when. This, oh my god, they, they need some serious HR help in the FBI department. 
I don't know what you're talking about, David. They're they're doing great. Remember that one guy who shot that one guy in the head by accident? We said, and look at how well he did in our one shot. I I want a fringe episode where it's just the IRS coming to Broyles and going, "Who is this Peter Bishop? <laughs> and why, why does is... he have no taxes?" <laughs> I was gonna say, surely it would be the NSA being like, "Who the fuck is he? And how no, does no, he no. not exist?" <laughs> the IRS are here for their taxes. I would assume Peter just doesn't draw an income. Everything would be on a stipend for him, and it's that all billed to like the FBI. That sounds like serious tax evasion, which the IRS are not going to be happy about. Yeah, and then they um, go, oh, it's the FBI. They're cool. Yeah. All right. But yeah, right, Peter's, Peter's like, hey, right. Olivia, sorry that no one trusts you because you come from a time that literally didn't exist anymore. You want some wine? Maybe we go to Vermont? And she's like, ah, oh, that sounds nice. Uh, oh wait, Lincoln's calling me, and oh, there's a case that we gotta go do. St- oh, but I can't because I'm not an FBI agent. Peter has to go, and hey, it's that idea I was talking about where she's sidelined, except worse because it's Lincoln doing it. Um, I would also like to point out just just real quick, uh, one of the facts that Olivia gets wrong is that um, her sister is actually still like married to the like shitty boyfriend, um, yes. and they had a second kid, Big Eddie. Hey. Their, their second child's name is Ed. <laughs> hey. Oh my god. Hey, he could be not shitty in this timeline. We don't know that. That's fair. He could be not shitty in this timeline, and either way, they do have a child who we can now pretend is Big Eddie. Uh, do you think do you think Big Eddie died in this timeline cuz something Peter did like in the original timeline stopped Big Eddie from dying, and this one he dies and is reincarnated? Oh, no, so as- Peter Peter doesn't exist. He doesn't catch that butterfly. So that girl lives. She grows up to marry Big Eddie and stops him from becoming a criminal. <laughs> Amazing. Um, nah, e- even better, uh, Big Eddie uh, is actually just both a timeline and a uh, time traveler. Like He's just like a hopper through like, like timelines. <laughs> he's Basically he's one just of the... an observer. <laughs> he's um, he's a Doctor observer. Who incarnation. <laughs> So, so Big Eddie's basically an observer, but also he happens to be um, this um, this <laughs> Olivia's sister's uh, like child, like second child. Um, so this is oh, actually I... the origins of Big Eddie. Big Eddie no. then just gets taken He's... by observers, turned into one, whatever that entails. Uh, <laughs> Shaving your head and purging all emotion. Horrific, basically being a Vulcan. Surgery. It's it's becoming a Vulcan, but with a worse haircut and no eyebrows. You think he waxes everything else too? I think it's just natural. I think they naturally don't have hair. Well, I mean, for the actors, do you think they were like, "Hey, just in case, dude, you gotta like get a Brazilian"? I, I, I don't think so. <laughs> do you think any of the Observer actors did that of their own accord, just to like get into the role? Do you think anyone who auditioned for an Observer role came shaved? <laughs> they went up to JJ and they were like, "Look at how dedicated I am." I'm pretty sure they just went, I'm good for the sex scene. That's happening, right? <laughs> JJ looked at them and was like, you're not a white man. Get out of my sight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're uh, you're not part of my perfect future race. <laughs> Still so fucking Listen. pissed off about that reveal as well. <laughs> Season four has been nothing but disappointing to me about plot reveals. <laughs> Like, the only thing I've been super jazzed about is David Robert Jones being back. <laughs> David, 
I've also just realized something else. I've realized why we're never going to get, like, an Observer sex scene. Uh, it's because if they're all, like, white males, this aired on Fox. That, like, you, you can't have the, the gays on Fox. It's not allowed. Uh, <laughs> I really thought you were going to go, like, oh, you need diversity in there. And I was like, it's Fox. No, you don't. No, the opposite. That's too diverse right there, Charlie. This is probably why Fringe never, why Fringe lasted five seasons. They're like, we can't get rid of the show with the white man master race. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Charlie, do you know what I'm oh knowing about? Oh yes, I do. <laughs> I'm either going to be incredibly wrong about my statements or incredibly right about everything I've been saying. And I'm very excited. Uh, <laughs> anyhow. Anyhow. Uh, Olivia's been kicked out. It's Lincoln and Peter now. Let's, let's, let's get on with yeah. this shit. They, they head to Walter's lab. Farnsworth and Lee are there and they're laying out. The, the casework so far and they're going through and they're like oh we're looking at flight 718 looking over surveillance footage um and uh peter they wondering like oh how's olivia and he's like oh it's okay but like she's a little bit pissed off because Burrell says she's literally not the same person and even though that's accurate and he's entirely correct to do that she's still upset even though she's wrong and um they talk about the crash some more and peter's like wait a minute Flight 718, why this is a case that jogs my memory, but is brand new to everyone else. And like, oh, I bet that uh, it makes sense that if this is a different timeline, that there would be cases that I know that none of you know, which is also doesn't make sense, Peter, because this is like literally two years after it happened for you. So why the fuck is it happening now? Yes. Fortunately, we get interrupted by this with the heartwarming moment of this episode, um, where Walter has decided that Peter is cool again and is the closest thing he'll ever have to a son, uh, and brings out all the birthday presents that he bought every year for Peter's birthday. As a coping mechanism, which is a... Uh, I don't know how I feel oh, about it. <laughs> it's a weird grieving scenario. Yeah, but I don't it think is. it's healthy. <laughs> like, but but David, it's fine because look, he got closure from it. I uh, <laughs> and Peter gets a sealed bottle of root beer. Nope, that's beer. That was for his twenty first. Yeah. Oh. Hey, if it's, it's that... preserved, you could still drink it. Mm. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's how that works. <laughs> But yes, we get we get heartwarming moment immediately followed up with Lincoln being like, all right, back back to work now. Uh, I, well, I thought you were going to talk about Walter then pulling out like a fucking like nudie magazine and going, I thought you'd <laughs> want this at 18. At 16, excuse you. Uh, <laughs> I thought you'd be all into the girls. But instead you were dead. <laughs> so I used it instead. instead. Were... Oh, gee. <laughs> a used fucking porn <laughs> by, magazine I think it's used the by your father in the goddamn world I've ever heard of listen you can still see half of the pages oh lord oh, <laughs> oh my god just don't bend the book at all unfortunately they are the worst half of the pages um <laughs> this one's just an advertisement for Viagra don't, don't ask oh god 
Um, anyways. Yeah, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> let's 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 hop back into Peter B like them essentially going and interviewing uh the sister um of our victim, I guess we'll call him here. Yeah. Um both perpetrator and victim. Uh <laughs> She essentially explains that it's actually been a very long time since she's heard from him, right? More like porky yeah, it's, it's been a long time, and he seemed kind of weird the last couple times that they talked. Uh, not that I would know anything about it. Yep, I know no. nothing. Please stop did, talking to me. <laughs> did he seem a little prickly? Oh, boo, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that one, David? Everything. <laughs> did you not hear my porky one? Instead Listen, of perpetrator. I don't, I don't have work tomorrow. I can be up here as late as we need to be. <laughs> Joke's Uh-oh. on you. I got six hours of sleep last night. I'm coasting on that sleep deprivation. But please, don't I, make me stay I can just late. wake up whenever tomorrow. It's... Fuck you, what Nick. A... Fuck Nick. <laughs> hey, fuck go, you, go, Nick. go do two years for a master's, and then you guys can have a little break afterwards. No, fuck you. Fuck right off. How about that? Yeah. Goddamn nerd. All right. <laughs> Listen, when I get my degree and I post it on the fridge, it's going to be great. Uh, <laughs> like, are you going to put it up on the fridge like it's a child's crayon drawing? Is there going to be enough room on the fridge with all your fucking ego? <laughs> Charlie oh. liked that joke. <laughs> I really did. Oh. But yeah, Peter's like, oh, hey, I know exactly what happened. This undercover cop was given a designer virus and his DNA changed and he turned into like a porcupine kind of guy. But like, oh, the plane crash killed him. And Astrid's like, ah, good shot. This one the plane did not crash and he killed some TSA agents. Here, let's go look at his body right now. <laughs> well, let's look at the footage because they have the footage from the security room and they watch at this it. Point, at this point, they're at the TSA. Okay. They yeah they watch the security footage of it and Peter's like yep that's a porcupine monster oh my god Walter's like this is Why the does hottest he look so fucking mur- thing so much worse than when he was just burnt Walter's like this it's is the fine. hottest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life <laughs> Walter is down for this mad <laughs> science he's fucking hyped <laughs> oh, anyways um, after taking a look at that it's it's time to go uh, and do some investigating sort of stuff um, Peter knows he's like alright at the very least I know where this case led uh, we need to go talk to this guy but I don't remember all the details about that let me just give Olivia a call I'm sure she remembers uh, hey what about my girlfriend with the photographic memory huh also she she's from my timeline now she has these <laughs> memories ha 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 <laughs> Now you have to give her her job back. Lincoln's like, that's not how this works at all. <laughs> in, fact, in fact, in the car ride over to, to where they're going, Lincoln is very not pleased with this whole situation. I wonder why. It's because he's a simp. Um... <laughs> the sigh. The exhale of breath after that Charlie sounded just like a sigh. Like, he's a simp. <sighs> he could be so much better. But he's not. He does portray himself as a good guy um, through this a, car ride. He'd be a tier three sub. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, he would. <laughs> don't don't tier three sub, kid. Don't. don't. It's not worth it. 
Don't even sub. Like, come on. <laughs> Support the content creators you like, but find other ways to do it. Don't, don't pay money so that a woman will write your name in Sharpie on her body. It, not good for your mental health. It's really not. Parasocial relationships aren't good. You hear that, Especially people listening we- to this? You hear that? <laughs> We're not now, your actual friends. Now talk to us through online means. We're lonely. Please. I, I, I want some form of interaction. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Again, parasocial relationships aren't good either way. <laughs> you don't also go forming them, please. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's just just let's just cut to them making it to the apartment of uh, Daniel. Yep, and hey, look, Olivia's there. She's not supposed to be here, but oh I'm well. Sure fine. Time to break the rules. They go Screw inside. Screw the rules. I have money. <laughs> they go inside. They start investigating. Lincoln kind of is like, oh, whatever. I guess we won't tell anyone you're here, and we're breaking rules. Whatever. It's not like I'm in love with you. I mean, what? Anyways, um, they're looking around. They find a whole bunch of crap. And then, oh, my God, they find the monster. The monster. <laughs> he's here. Also, get fucked, Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. Get, get absolutely fucking wrecked. Lincoln's like, I don't understand how she could be a different person. She's still my Olivia, right? And Peter's like, I, I fucked her last night. And I looked at a photo <laughs> of you while I did it. Okay. Not in a sexual way, but in a dominant way. I need you to know that. <laughs> hey, you know that butt uh, you got last week wasn't a mistake. <laughs> oh man, you know that? But it's okay, Lincoln. About... You're a good guy. And then he you pats know his great head. Thing about uh about porcupines. Um, one of the, one of the big things that affects a bunch of porcupines um, is uh they have a different name for it for, in porcupines, but it is scabies, and it is in fact transmissible between porcupines and humans. Yeah, scabies ain't good. Scabies, scabies, real not good. Don't don't get scabies. Um, literally can cause porcupines to like freeze up and like not be able to move. It's really not good for the porcupine. Just yeah, don't don't do it. Humans also real bad. Don't get scabies. Yeah, but they look around the but, apartment. Hey, Lincoln they probably find... has scabies now. <laughs> uh... But yeah, they they look around. They see a bio waste bag, and Lincoln's like, "Hey, Olivia, do you remember that super intimate conversation? Best one of my life in that diner." And Olivia's like, "Nope, get fucked." And he's like, "Okay." <laughs> Oh sweet! I'm 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 so glad you're here and just ruining everything. <laughs> I'm gonna go get killed by this porcupine thing hiding behind this door. And Olivia's like, no, then I, then you, no, you won't. Then I'm gonna have your pseudo father-in-law stitch me up, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm gonna get my pseudo father figure get really pissed because you weren't supposed to be here, and Broyles is gonna be mad. Papa Broyles will come and protect me. <laughs> no, he won't. He also hates Lincoln. <laughs> Poor, poor Lincoln. Like, just, no, who not wrote poor this Lincoln. episode? Hold on, who wrote this episode? Is this an Akiva? It is an Akiva episode. <laughs> the amazing theory that Akiva hates Lincoln continues. I had like I I didn't even check before we started. I just had a feeling because it was just a full scene of Lincoln getting shit on by everyone. <laughs> Like, who else could write such a masterpiece? With knowing our luck, the actor who plays Lincoln is going to be the only person who hears about this <laughs> podcast. 
David, Aww. hey, there's always hope. Maybe he's like, yeah, fuck my character. He sucked. <laughs> oh, Lincoln, you just, you gotta, you just gotta stop. Like, come on, please. I, I think Seth Gable is doing pretty well for himself. You know, being married oh, to yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard. He's married to Bryce Dallas Howard? Holy shit. God good for damn, you. that's a good couple. Good for you, my dude. Good for Bryce Dallas Howard as well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh. Damn, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? Are you just looking at pictures of them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Charlie found a new good celebrity couple. He's like, all right. Fair enough. Work here is done. Uh, anyways, they, they have the porcupine like back in the lab and are discussing all the new porcupine theories that they have. Um, Peter and Olivia trying to bounce off ideas of what happened last time and how it can be how they can find uh, similarities to what's happening now um, as Lincoln gets patched up. Oh, no, it's yep. ruined. Their daughter's name is Beatrice Jean Howard Gable. That's so many names. How <laughs> Howard, names. Gable is, Howard Gable is hyphenated. That's fine. That's better than being separate. I got two middle names. Fuck you. <laughs> and you know how I feel about you, Charlie, so that should be all the I... knowledge you need. Don't, I was... don't, don't worry, Charlie. On the other hand, your birthday doesn't fall on like a, just a holiday, so you do at least exist. Nick's not real, guys. <laughs> yeah, Nick. Nick wasn't named for Santa. <laughs> anyway, I was warned by the mortgage specialist we're with. He's like, "Hey, you got to make sure they put all your names on everything. People like us get issues." And I was like, "Ah, you're brown." <laughs> Anyways, uh, yes, um, Lincoln is getting stitched up by Walter. Walter's very distracted because he's just watching Olivia and Peter, and he's like, oh, aren't they so perfect together? Such a good couple. I would hate for anything to get in between them. Once again, like, hey, are you Lincoln is occurring. Yep. <laughs> are you paying yep, attention yep. to what you're doing? And Walter just doesn't give a shit. They're like, did um, you kill that thing? Or is Lincoln going to turn into... Is it? Oh, man, what if Lincoln turned into a were-porcupine and that was his send-off? <laughs> and then he gets written out of the show? Yeah. So we have... We have Wouldn't that be bug, awesome? Bugs in, the, bugs in his veins, Charlie. Um, like, alternate universe Charlie. And then also just Porky Lincoln. What, what uh, would you do? He doesn't even get written off. It's just a convenient way for, like... They do like every single teen vampire werewolf show where it's like, oh, someone's a werewolf and they lock themselves up and they, they're like, oh, this is okay. And every now and then they're like, but what if he got out? And we have an episode about that. They could do the same same thing for pork were porcupine. I would and then hate it. Fringe just becomes that, a supernatural show. I would hate it purely because that means we'd have episodes dedicated to Lincoln. <laughs> but it's Lincoln's pain and suffering maybe then and you're you're supposed to empathize but you would just revel in it <laughs> are we too mean Anyways. to lincoln <laughs> absolutely not we just found out the actor's Any married to price tell us how <laughs> anyways while all of this shitting on lincoln is occurring both in episode <laughs> and in our episode uh astrid finds finds a manifesto um, that's related to uh, our case here, uh, and they find an ancient Sumerian uh, like symbol on there uh, that unfortunately no one really understands what it means. But hey, we know someone who might know. 
Well, also uh, the the guy in the original timeline, Moreau, who is behind all this, has been dead for several years. Yes. This is this is something else. Just happens yeah. to be also Porcupine Man and involving the same guy. So it's only sort of something else. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Lincoln is immediately sidelined. He's like, yeah, Olivia, Peter. Entire thing about Olivia not doing anything. That's completely forgotten. <laughs> but um, hey, they get to go see uh, another friend for a short visit. Heh, heh, heh. Jokes about his physical appearance. It's we get to go see. Dude. We get to go see Markham. The last fucking person I ever thought would be a recurring character. <laughs> well, next to Brandon. I never thought Brandon would come back either. But here we are. Book dude's back. And they do the same like, ah, you wouldn't be able to find this symbol. It's too obscure. And he's like, oh, yeah, prove it. And then they show him the symbol and he's like, are you one of them? And they're like, this is not the way I expected this. You barely hit on Olivia this whole time. Even though he was gawking at her. Much I mean, like he before. does kind of hit on her, but she's very much like, I'm taken, and looks towards Peter. And so the dude kind of looks at Peter and goes, okay, all right, that guy can take me. I'm going to stop. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he doesn't even know Peter in this timeline. Yeah, he doesn't. Yep. Um, but yeah, they, they get some background on that. Uh, interspersed with this, Lincoln is told, yeah, you, you don't get to leave the lab. Uh, I, I think you may become a porcupine soon. You get to stay here now. Uh, it's okay. It's gonna be great, Lincoln. We'll we'll have a great time, <laughs> you and me. Because they yeah. can play chess. Because that's all Lincoln's good for is a chess buddy, <laughs> chess friend. And yeah, we also get our reveal. Uh, oh look, who could have seen it coming? Who's helping out the porcupine man? Who is helping out the porcupine man? Who is helping out the porcupine man? Is is it not the sister? No, the sister's way later. <laughs> Oh, the sister's way later? Okay, this never is just, mind. This is a random woman. <laughs> I don't know, they're both just white girls. So this is like, yeah, it's the same one. That's uh, fair. That's reasonable. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my cat's here. I don't know if you can hear him. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, heard a, I heard a small meow. <laughs> it's not small on my end. It's very loud. Oh, that is a good meow. <laughs> He's very angry. What did you do to him? It's bedtime. He's come to tell me. I see. Apologies. Oh, now, so much. We'll get you sorted soon. <laughs> so much for I can stay up as late as I want. <laughs> yeah, sorry. My cat's here to tell me. Oh, my God, Echo. All right. Anyways, Charlie. Well, well, <laughs> David while, David is, while David is occupied, let's, let's move on from, um, look, the, the porcupine dude has, uh, has help. Uh, back into the lab where we're getting uh, more info and we get the case number um, that it's sort of related to. There's just like a weird number at the top of some of these um that Walter's able to be like, yeah, that's that's strange. Um, me and Belly used to use a, 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 a palindromic uh, as just our way of filing things, which is terrible. Why would you? Mm. They're mad scientists who regularly took LSD. I don't think organization was. All right, Charlie, I want you to think about something in terms of palindromes. You can just take out the second half of them, and it's the exact same amount. They're literally like longer for no reason. <laughs> like the labels are just twice the length. Like, yeah. I, can, I can turn any organization that I have into a palindromic organization by just doubling the size of it. 
Yeah, and just choices reciting in the file cabinet. <laughs> and that's a benefit to you? <laughs> Looks like it does you, make it look like it does make your lo- research look more impressive. Yeah. <laughs> There's more of it. Anyways, yeah, so they figure out that this probably comes from Massive Dynamics since it's using that kind of um code that only uh fucking Walter and Bell would come up with. <laughs> they head and to Massive Dynamic and they go to Nina and he's like, "Hey Nina, what the fuck?" As always, we're back, because this is just season one, but it's season four now. It's really uh, so just we're... season one again, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, yeah. Yeah. Really, really is. Which, I'm sure at the end of season four, we'll discuss that further, but yeah. Again, just they're just trying again. to coast. They ran out of good <laughs> ideas. Um, um, but anyways, they, they go in, they find it, um, by far the worst thing that Nina says here is like, yeah, we have multiple, you know, human genome experimentation sort of things and transgenic stuff that we're doing. Uh, I'll go find specifically this one, I guess. Uh, cause they, she mentions that they also swapped off that filing system years ago to something more yeah. useful. <laughs> um, and they find what the record is and they're like, oh yeah, no, this hasn't been stolen. It's still in our records. It's perfectly secure. Um, Peter's like, is there any possibility it could have been hacked? He's like, no, the only one who had access to it would have been the head researcher, which is David Robert Jones. He's so angry, oh, David. Oh, oh. <laughs> Ignore the cat. He's so angry, <laughs> though. Um, which brings up the question of why the fuck does the FBI not have every single research project that David Robert Jones has ever worked on? <laughs> like, just already. Yeah. When well, you'd expect that once you'd expect that in this universe, once you figured out that David Robert Jones was a bad dude, you do all of your research on it, right? Like, all yeah, of it. yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> but anyways, here we are. Uh, let's go back to the lab where where Lincoln is just eating bacon, like o- only bacon. Hey, I'd do that. I'd do that any day. <laughs> you, I think you'd I've have seen you your do that. your pseudo. Fa- you'd have you'd have the the nice man who just handed you a bunch of peanut butter and bacon sandwiches, and you'd just be like, ah, thank you. Let me only eat the bacon out of this. Peanut butter and bacon sounds delicious, my dude. Exactly, and then you're only eating the bacon. Yeah, and then I'd eat the peanut butter afterwards. You monster. <laughs> but yeah, Lincoln's going off of like, oh, now I want onion rings and cheesecake, and then looks at Walter's waist, and Walter's like, oh, my love handles. You must want fat. <laughs> I know what you want. Fat. I figured it out. He calls. He tells Astro to call them back, and we get a Walter science lesson again. And it's basically the one. plot to, or the the side business plot to Fight Club. Go look for liposuction <laughs> clinics because he needs fat. Yep. Yep. They've definitely been stealing fat from liposuction clinics because that is the most effective way for them to get fat in wide, in large quantities, I guess. And fat is concentrated calories. Yes. That well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it eventually it comes down to it that the uh, people need immense amounts of energy or like caloric energy in order to make the transformation because they gain a lot of fucking body mass, which translates, I guess. Um, and they come to the theory that the dude on the plane already had the, enough energy, so he just fucking transformed. But that's why Lincoln hasn't transformed. It's because he hasn't had enough energy. So they should really stop feeding him, I guess. <laughs> 
Uh, no. Or at the very least, stop feeding him the thing waves. <laughs> Give him a salad instead. Yeah. But yeah, and then we yep. cut to possibly the worst scene in this episode. Oh. 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 It's so it's so good. It's, it's so bad. It's so good. Where this Amazing. is... Uh, are the, they brother the and sister or are they husband and wife? Man. These are husband and wife. This is definitely yeah, husband, husband and wife. wife. Yeah. So like, oh, hey, husband porcupine man. And he's at the edge of a rooftop and he picks his wife up in his arms and jumps off the top of the building. But, oh, the camera stays up there. It doesn't fall him over because, boom, he pops back up and he's fucking flying. He's got wings. He's got wings. The absolute. Just ignoring just... the fact that he can't, like, physically don't believe he will be able to fly. Also, just, you know, the laws of physics and the laws of wings to, like, body mass ratio required for the flight, you know. Not to mention carrying another person. Oh, that's yeah. so beautiful. If he was more, like, bird-like, I could buy this more. But the fact that he just looks like a fucking gargoyle with wings stapled onto him. Well, no, <laughs> even if, like, they did an autopsy and Walter's like, oh, this is weird, his bones seem to be hollow, like a bird. They mixed in more than just porcupine DNA here. Then cool, I'll buy in that he can fly because he has hollow bones. But you didn't, so you can fuck off. You can well, hey, fuck they're, right they're off. doing the analysis right now, anyways. Like they're doing the analysis of the of the porcupines. We're gonna get that in the next scene of like, look, here's what all those injections do because we're figuring out what all those things do now. But we don't. Why are you lying to the audience? <laughs> they they give Lincoln a mint shake that he immediately throws up. Yes, and then, and then, and then Walter and Peter take a look at the. Uh, Take a look at our computer and go. Oh dear God, we know where we know what's happening because you know there, there's only one uh, like plastic surgery office that is um, not on the ground floor of buildings. Like takes place in high rises. Oh yeah, and then they have no, they, no. They got they a terrible out... 3D fucking sketch of the wing dude. Yeah, because they, they project they, they out where, where the mutations will go. Makes no sense. They're like, oh my God, they have wings. We have to They're find like, anything that's lipo theft on tall buildings. And they don't question how the thing can fly. They don't look they at just, that fucking monster sketch and go, all right, so th- this doesn't matter. It can't fly. Those are useless wings. Actually, Peter, Peter sees it, turns to Olivia and goes, they fly now? And Olivia goes, yeah, they fly now. And they've always yeah, that, flown. What that, do you mean? That is, that is a shot at the last uh, Rise of Skywalker's trailer. Oh, and the Rise of Skywalker movie, because that's in the movie. I I think I drank away that movie. I will accept as much criticism as Rise of Skywalker deserves, because it is a terrible film. I will defend <laughs> Last Jedi, however. <laughs> we we can rant about this later. That'll be season eight of this show, is us just going through the Star Wars movies once we give up on this shtick. Oh, dear. <laughs> Anyways, they go to the liposuction place. Um, they're like, hey, have you been getting things stolen from you? And they're like, no. And it's like, are you sure? And they're like, yes, we have. <laughs> Don't know why we lied about that. What? what? <laughs> I, think, I think they're legally obligated to tell the clinic, tell the FBI that they have had human bio waste stolen from them. But they literally, that's literally not what happens. This is a new clinic because the other clinic got shut down. 
Yeah, but they find out which clinic this is because they look up to see if anyone's had a uh, biomass stolen. No. No. no, they they look up all of the clinics, and there's only one that's in a skyrise. And obviously, because the thing can fly, they're gonna go steal from the skyrise one. Well, that I is assume... the entire reasoning why they go to the skyrise one. I assume they also call the clinic and ask about it. No, no I think they just the show clinic's up. closed. They're like, ah, oh, this is a terrible fucking go. episode. <laughs> I was so con- I was so confused when you guys were like, "Yeah, this is this is how we do." It's like, no, they they literally just make the jump. Oh, yeah, I should have gone to Broyles... bed when my cat came to tell me it was bedtime. Oh yeah, Broyles calls out the SWAT team for this, and they actually bust in. Oh yeah, because yes. okay, so yes, Lincoln does go, "Hey, Olivia, I need," or to Peter, and he's like, "Hey, I need to call a SWAT team for this. Like, we shouldn't just go in ourselves." Peter's like, yeah, but then Olivia's going to get in trouble. And then they turn and Olivia's already called Broyles. It's like, hey, they're on their way. It's fine. I'll deal with it. I'm a grown-ass woman who can make my own decisions and don't need two men to go around doing it for me. (laughs) But yeah, so Lincoln and Peter and his SWAT team are busting in. And they're like, ah, yeah, night vision. We got this guy right where we want them. And Olivia's sitting back at the lab and she's like, Walter, aren't porcupines nocturnal? Walter's like, ah, shit. They are. I'm going to lose a chess partner today. <laughs> Oopsies. Yeah, she calls Peter and is like, hey, turn on the lights. Turn on the lights. Well, I'm sorry, David. I, Nick, you might know where I'm going with this. Um, they try to radio them, but, oh, it's calm, silent operations. But Olivia knows a way around that. Call her boyfriend on his Sprint S3 mobile. Of course. That that is in the Fringepedia, complete that, with that a trademark the trademark symbol for this discussion for about it. How could I have forgotten? <laughs> but yeah, they're like, oh shit, turn on the lights. And it'll spook the porcupine thing and get it pissed. And so you gotta be wondering, do you really want to make that thing pissed at you? Doesn't matter because it goes right after Lincoln again and like suplexes him. Good. Excellent. <laughs> Kill Yo, I him. I remember this guy. I fucked up this dude before. Kill him. Get him. Do it. Do it. Unfortunately, Lincoln doesn't die. Lincoln manages to get a shot off on the porcupine, and then he's about to kill it, but then a woman leaps out and jumps at him. With a knife. And Lincoln's like, ah, my one weakness. Women. <laughs> and knives. <laughs> My only two weaknesses. That's still that's still my favorite Simpsons joke is the raiding like the mafia and they shoot in some tear gas and one of the monsters goes, ah, no, my only weakness, tear gas. <laughs> um, and just before Lincoln gets stabbed, Peter saves him by shooting the woman like in the stomach, shoulder area, leg. leg? Oh, no, no, he, not the leg. no specifically he was, not he the was leg. aiming for the leg, yeah. but that was not the leg. Specifically not the leg, which is also not what you're supposed to do. You shoot to kill. Like, yeah, the center mass, Peter, come on. If you're firing a gun at someone, you're firing it to kill. That is 100% also, of the time what you should be thinking. You know that you can talk to dead people. Like, it's true. Why are you ever taking anyone in alive? Just don't shoot them in the head. Yeah. And even then, sometimes it still works. <laughs> it's fine. Just take a lot of drugs and you can do it. You can find out where the man lives. Um, ah, yes. No. Yeah, hey, David, and David, where does the man live? On the house in the hill. <laughs> little hill. I'm going to have to little terminate hill. this phone call. 
Okay, yeah. good. Do it. Bitch, you won't. I won't because I don't know if it'll fuck up the recording. <laughs> We're all terrified of the day that it fucks up the recording. <laughs> really don't know what's going to happen to Craig. <laughs> um, yeah, they get patched up. Everything's good. We have a happy ending, I guess. Um, and do they really they don't really resolve this right they just kill the porcupine man they're like i guess we're done the porcupine man and the and the his wife die um and then they don't do any follow-up or further investigation walter makes a cure and cures the wife and lincoln uh they, they got... comes in and olivia's like all right let's don't yell at me here you let me outside and then she goes on a thing and bros is like whoa listen. <laughs> she's like yes i do get emotional about my work and he's like <laughs> not what i was talking about bros is like i talked to the people upstairs and they agreed with me even though you only have 40 percent of our olivia's memories if you're 40 percent as competent as her you're still better than every agent we have which is guess a slam on the fbi (laughs) that is that is a a fucking terrible call also she could be like 60 percent traitor like (laughs) why aren't they discounting the fact that this could be david robert jones like they, uh, it, it, it's lazy writing. Like, this is, honestly, Fringe has gotten so lazy with their writing. It fucking pisses me right the fuck off. Uh. Season five, if these are going to be a even more drastic downhill for David, or a surprising breath of fresh air. And I'm excited to find out which. I'm really excited. Anyways... They, uh, yeah, so she's back on the team fully, I guess, whatever. And then we get a closing scene where it's the, <gasps> it, it's the sister. And I'm she's pretty with... sure that's just a different white girl. <laughs> uh. She's there with her husband and her husband's like, I don't know about this. They killed your brother. And she's like, but don't you want to like be a part of the next Become whatever? children of the new world? We can be Adam and Eve. And he's like, but we're... Oh, right. They're, they're, her brother died. I was going to be like, that's a little weird. No, no. This is, this is her husband or something. Um, and I mean, Technically, Eve would be related to Adam. Yes. And then they take the syringes and they inject themselves. And we cut to the, the two of them, I guess. Being locked up in cages like a kennel and... They do like a Raiders of the Lost Ark kind of thing where they pull out of a warehouse and like, oh, look, there's all these genetically altered creatures in like tanks and cages. But it's also not a warehouse. It's a ship. It's a a boat. And there's there's that tattoo that says children of the new world. There's there's also a massive fucking spider, and I'm not down to re- to see the massive fucking spider. Oh no, uh, it's uh... they're never coming back. Are you fucking kidding me? This is gonna be um, the last we hear about these fucking people. Also, I swear that the because they show the rattlesnake tail. That's that's the other fucking monster from season one, right? The chimera monster, I think so. Yeah, yeah it's gotta be. You think that's the chimera monster? Well, no, because that tail had a, a stabby stab. But it also has the um, the the gross worm parasite things. Yeah, from the... the squid things from the that give the magic cure all medicine. 
I do want to know where the spider comes from. Uh, I was going to say, is that what Charlie would have given birth to? But no, it would have been the chimera thing. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that brings us uh, to the glyph and observer sighting. Uh, the glyph spells out future because, you know, porcupine people are the future. Just kidding. It's a bunch of bald white men. <laughs> uh, and then the observer walks down the sidewalk behind Peter and Lee when they arrive at Daniel Hicks's house to search for him. Hey. And hey, we have we have a next episode clue from this episode. Of course Excited. we do. This trash episode needs more trash on top of it. <laughs> nah, I'm actually down with this one, especially because we actually noticed it in the previous episode and we discussed it. Uh, did we? Yes. Oh shit, we did. We did. All right. So, um, David, as always, if you remember back to the last episode, that that other trash fire of, of an episode where we did the cool part where Peter goes and the observer's apartment. Do you remember all of this? All right. So, David, when they're in the apartment. One of the weird sort of like trapped in time things that we see uh, is a uh, calendar and the image on the calendar is a porcupine. That's not the... Oh, nah. <laughs> um, when did this episode air? Oh, that's even worse. It aired in 2012. What the fuck? Yes. The the clue the next episode thing on the Pedia is like no years given on the calendar, but the last time January days and dates aligned as they are depicted was in 2010. They won't realign like this until 2016. And I was like, ah, oh, that'd be cool if this calendar was for the year this episode came out or when the first one came out. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's closer to the first one, but it's not really because the 2009. I'll. It's just Fringe, a nothing clue for Fringe a nothing Por- episode. Yeah, February 3rd, 2009. So not even in January either. That's, Alrighty. That's, um, oh, there is, no, 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 there is one, there is one actually kind of cool thing as well. Uh, if we remember back to Markham, the bookseller guy, um, the books that they talk about, uh, The Lake of the Long Sun, mm-hmm. um, that book along with the three companion novels in that series um, have a lot of subtext and plot threads that parallel a lot of the underlying storylines in Fringe. Uh, there's a lot of basis of Fringe off of us. All right, uh, so don't just saying... tell us what you fucking plagiarized from. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. so you're saying JJ's Thanks, a hack. Media. All right, uh, episode uh, ratings. What do we think about this episode, guys? I remember liking this episode because I was like, oh, cool, new timeline, old shit. And then we talked about it. God damn. Uh, two. Yeah. Just, just yeah. two. Yeah. It's, it's a two. I agree. I this is a two. It's it's not as bad as Bound. Um <laughs> It's not as bad as last but, week. But oh man, it we're I'm I'm feeling all the parallels to season one, all the way back to the second, like the back half of season one, just kind of slapping you in the face with a couple episodes. But it's not even uh, like as good as season one was, and season one was rough. <laughs> like I this just... is <laughs> somehow this feels worse than season one when they're like hey remember season one and i was like yes take me back to it it's just lazy like this just reeks of laziness like ugh, that's my problem really there were certainly better ways to do this there were cooler ways to do this to do this sort of plot point <sighs> and i think that takes us to our outro charlie bot nope not doing it uh, too tired.
Oh, God. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. Uh, if you want to listen to more, we're found on every single podcast platform you can think of, like Apple and Google and Spoofy and Amazon and Podbean, which we plug for because we paid for it. Um, what else am I supposed to do? Oh, yeah. Twitter. Tweet at us at Forsaf. Uh, email us at Forsaf at gmail.com. Um, please, please talk to us. We need the parasocial relationships. Our real ones are dying in real time. If you want to see them die in real time, um, track us down. Don't whoa, do that, though. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. I'm, like, listening to you this while fighting my cat. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? If you tweet us at us enough, David will live stream him fighting with his cat. That's a promise. Also, remember, the fan fiction thing is still out there. Send me yeah, your fringe fan fiction. fucking internet. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we gotta go. David's about to drop off this call. Outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a attribution non-commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license.